Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations with Coaches. I'm Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie. And this whole month, we're talking about enjoying the journey. Gymnastics takes so much time, so much effort, so much sacrifice from family and from kids and from you as the coach. It's got to be fun. It's got to be worth it, right? And so much of what happens as we get into this point in the competition season is kids are just so serious. They're so focused on their results, on how they do that they're miserable for a significant part of their gymnastics time. And so this month we're really focusing on some of those key mindset areas that tend to leave gymnasts miserable. So Allie, this week, you want to introduce our topic? Uh, Yeah, we are just really discussing how results do not create your feelings. And if you have been following along with us, we kind of teach a little model. And what happens is our results are going to be at the very top. It's a fact. Like if somebody gets a seven, five, it is a fact they get a seven, five, but that seven, five can't actually make that athlete feel disappointed. The number can't do that. It's really what they're thinking. I'm not good enough at this event. I am not good at gymnastics. I'm never going to be able to get this 36 all around score, or I'm never going to qualify to regionals, whatever that athlete's goal is, those thoughts are going to be what actually creates the emotion, that feeling that they're having. And we know this is true because not every athlete gets the same feeling right from a score and people, I like to point this out. It's hard because I get that college scoring is different, right? Coaches, but it's the same idea where if somebody gets a nine, five, Okay. The nine, five doesn't change. A club gymnast might be like, oh my gosh, that's the best score ever. And a college gymnast might be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got a nine, five this week. I really need to pull it together. And it's the exact same number, but completely different thoughts about it. And therefore different emotions. Like the college athletes probably getting that disappointed. And the club athlete is probably pretty amped. I mean, I would be. And so the whole idea is about these results aren't actually creating your emotions. And there's so much power to that. And Stacey, do you want to talk a little bit about why? Yeah. I mean, when you give all of your power, when your athletes, when your gymnasts are giving all of their power to their results, they can't change the result, right? You can't go back and change what happened. You can't change how you scored. You can't change if that judge was unfair. You can't change if you made a mistake. Um, and so they spend a lot of time feeling pretty miserable about something that they really can't ever change. And in fact, then it usually creates the cycle where then they start. This is what I hear all the time from the gymnasts that, um, I work with, um, when we coach them is this idea of like, well, I fell at the last meet. So I always fall. And so then it's like, or, you know, I got a bad score. And so I always score bad on B. And so then they start creating that result for themselves again and again and again, because they're thinking like, oh, this is how it is. And so not only are 
are they powerless and a victim because they feel horrible, then they actually use it as evidence to make it mean something else. And so um, the thought model has the circumstance, which would be the result, the score, the placing, what happened, the facts, and then the thought about it, and then you're feeling about it. And when you feel a certain way, you take action from that. And so one of the things that I try to help them see is like, it's important if you're having a negative emotion, if you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling embarrassed, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling angry, you know, you're like, oh, I'm mad because that, that judge was unfair or she scored better than me. Uh, You know, we're like, you know, sometimes the same divisions are more like the, you know, at different age groups at the same level, one age group might be more competitive than another. And so even though one gymnast from your gym scored better, she might not actually place better than another gym or another gymnast from your gym because they're in different age groups. It's like, oh, that's unfair. You know, I didn't place as well. Um, It's important to help your gymnast, like allow them to feel what they're feeling. And we use a process, we've taught it lots of times, you can see it in other videos of allowing an emotion to be there. It's not a problem to feel embarrassed or disappointed or frustrated or angry. And in fact, when you try to resist it, it just persists and gets stronger and stronger. So we don't want them to resist it. We want them to experience it, to allow it. It's okay to feel that way. But then after that, they don't have to keep feeling that way if they don't want to. And so instead they could work on changing their thought to something that would feel better. So coach Ali, what might some of those be? Yeah. Well, I even like to have the athlete kind of brainstorm with you. Okay. So like give them some scenarios. Like I said, a seven, five on bars and Stacy said I fell uh, on beam. And so like give them those scenarios and, and then think of a few emotions like, okay, motivated. Okay. After the circumstance of I fell or I got a seven, five on bars, what can you think that's going to make you feel motivated? And so a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm going to really work on my handstand shapes or hitting my handstands or my positions on bars in order to increase my score next time. Because that is still recognizing, yeah, you got a seven, five, you don't have to be excited about it, but this is a thought that I can have that's going to keep me motivated to work towards that higher score. Or I fell on beam and think, how can you just accept that? acceptance of it. Sometimes it's just like, is what it is, right? I'm accepting that and it helps you be able to move forward. So accepting that is I fell, but I also finished so strong. I even stuck my dismount. I finished this routine to the best of my abilities, or this was the best I could do that day in that moment. And I'm okay with that. And so just helping them, like give them a list of a few emotions and have them find the thought, like, how can you actually get there? And that can help them realize that there's other options because most of the time they don't think there are options. They're like, I fell, I'm terrible is what it is. That's the truth. (laughs) Right, Stacey? Yeah. Or I did my very best and I still didn't win is what it is. I feel terrible, you know? Um, we, one of the things that I love, one of the things that it comes down to is what gymnasts, what we all want to feel 
is proud of ourselves. That, that's really what we're looking for, right? I want to feel proud. But we think we're only allowed to feel proud if we have a great result. We think we're only allowed to feel proud if somebody else thinks that we had a great result. But the reality is, is that just like every other emotion, proud or worthy, let's stick with proud for right now, is a feeling that's created by the thought that you're thinking. Proud is never created because they placed a certain way or because of their result. It's always going to be about the thought that they're thinking. So one of the things I like to do is say, okay, so now we've experienced that emotion and we've let it process through. What you really wanted to feel probably was proud, right? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what else can you feel proud about? Maybe you want to be proud about the 10 great things that you did in that same routine that you fell up. Maybe you want to be proud that you got back up and you totally finished strong. Maybe you want to be proud about how you showed up as a teammate. Maybe you want to be proud about, um, you know, the, the way that you showed up when put everything into the meat. And here's the funniest one to me is that kids always say, but I've worked so hard and now all of that work was for nothing. And I'm like, what does that have to do with it? So can't you still be proud of, of how you showed up at practice and how you worked so hard, no matter what your result at the meet is? Like, why does the result at the meet get to define you being proud of all the hard work that you've put in? And so I'll, help, I'll talk to them about being proud of the hard work that they've put in. And sometimes just helping them think about the positive emotions that they want to feel and then, you know, ways that they might still get to feel that even if the result isn't what they want. And now here's the thing too, guys. Sometimes we spend a lot of time on this if they got a negative result that they didn't want, but the same is true from the opposite, right? Like getting a great result isn't what makes them feel proud. Getting a like winning isn't what made them feel happy. They, and again, as long as we tell them that, then they always think they only get to feel happy. They only get to feel proud when they have that great result. And so the same thing, like we can help them even when they're do, when they feel great, we can still help them cultivate thoughts about winning that is still helpful to them, you know, no matter what happens. Yeah, I really want to emphasize that, Stacey, because that is one of the main things athletes struggle with when they're done with sports. And so being able to help them understand this tool at a young age is so important. Like if you have not listened to like Michael Phelps talk about his experience after the Olympics, that's like a really cool thing to listen to because it is the idea where they've attached everything to their results. And now, or girls that get injured, all of a sudden they are like, I don't even know how to feel proud of myself because I'm not doing the things that make me proud. And so then they get, I mean, truly depressed or like struggle with anxiety or all sorts of different things because they, they don't know how to generate those emotions without the results. And so I, yeah, it's just as important with the positive as it is with the negative. So helping them understand that their results aren't creating their feeling, whether it's positive or negative. And I just want to end with the reality that the same is true for you, you as a coach, if your team does really well, if they go out there and kill it, if they totally mess up, none of those results create your feelings either. 
And so Ali, I just wanted to have you, you're currently coaching, just came back from a out of state meet this weekend where I'm sure you experienced some of this personally. So I just wanted to ask if you would share any closing thoughts on that. Yeah, it's really easy when your athlete hits and when they pop a big score and do all the things that you've been practicing to feel like you're an amazing coach and to feel like I've done all the right things. I'm so glad I helped them get there and blah, blah, blah. We also tend to like give them a little bit more credit when they do amazing, right? Like that was all them. I just am there. (laughs) And then when your athlete does struggle, it comes, you know, back onto me of like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to be doing to make this athlete hit? What like in getting that frustration of like, this isn't normally what they do in practice. Why are they not doing what they normally do in practice? And so being able to hit those emotions based on somebody else's results and feel like it's attached to what you're doing can also be an emotional roller coaster. I mean, you end, how many of you end a meet weekend exhausted? And it's not just physically because of what you're doing. It's because of emotionally, you are still experiencing the pressure and the stress and the ups and the downs. And the more that you can work through, I mean, I have these tools and I still do it, right? I have to be able to use these tools to help myself create a steady emotion and make it through meet season. Really? (laughs) Totally. Well, and again, too, like make it through life. Like we can't Mm -hmm. attach those feelings to there. And so here's the last thing I want to end with. One of the quick objections to this is like, but if you're not feeling bad about not doing well, how are you going to be motivated to do good? Like coaches will say, well, if I'm not evaluating what I could do to help them more then like, isn't that what I'm supposed to do as a coach? But here's the thing. When you're feeling defeated, when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling disappointed, you're never going to be taking actions from those that are like clean evaluation, really helping you think through Mm -hmm. the best way to do that. When you're feeling motivated, when you're feeling um, curious, when you're feeling determined, when you're feeling engaged, those are great emotions to help you actually evaluate. We're huge here on evaluating we're going to talk a ton about that next week, next month, but on evaluating what happened, taking things that you learned from that, applying it to the next time, evaluating, learning, like you, you want to do that process for sure, but you want to do it from some clean emotions that are actually going to fuel productive evaluation and planning and not unproductive, which is usually when you feel terrible and what's wrong with me and why can't I figure this out? What's wrong with them? Why can't they figure this out? Like you got to clean all that up to really take great actions to learn and grow and learn and grow. And so that's why we're spending this month working on this idea. So I don't want you as coaches to hear like, oh, well, we should like, then they should never even think back on the fault. Of course they should. And then they should use it or, you know, on where they messed up or even on, you know, maybe they like, haven't been as motivated in the gym and all of a sudden they didn't qualify for event finals or they weren't up on that podium and they thought they should be. And now all of a sudden they're going to listen when you're talking about straightening their legs on that one skill to to gain, you know, four tenths over the routine. Mm -hmm. Oh, all of a sudden they'll hear you about those things. Like those are great emotions to do that from. So we want to evaluate. We want to look back. We want to learn. We want to grow, but we want to do it from some really clean emotions. And so the first step is this idea 
of not attaching our like emotional happiness to our results. Great point. All right. Like 20 examples went through my head. So I'm going to have to share them with you guys over the next week on social media on YouTube, because I mean, I just experienced so many of those things this weekend and it's really fun. I mean, I love being able to have conversations about it and then experience it and bring it back to you guys and what I learned. So stay tuned. (laughs) We'll be sharing lots more. We're trying to shorten from our 45 minute conversations with coaches videos down to some more palatable more often throughout the week. So I'm sure you'll hear from coach Allie soon. (laughs) Bye everyone. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.